ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ವಿ ಆರ್ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಫೈವ್ ಎಂಟೈಟಲ್ಡ್ ನಾರದ ಮುನಿ ಕರ್ಸ್ಡ್ ಬೈ ಪ್ರಜಾಪತಿ ದಕ್ಷ ವರ್ಸ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಸೆವೆಂಟೀನ್ ಪಂಚವಿಂಶತಿ ತತ್ವಾಷೋದ್ಭುತರ್ಪಣ ಅಧ್ಯಾತ್ಮ ಅಭುತಸ್ಯೇಹ ಕಿಮಸರ್ಕರ್ಮಭಿರ್ಭವೇಶೋದ್ಭುತರ್ಪಣ ಅಧ್ಯಾತ್ಮ ಅಬುಧಸ್ಯೇಹ ಕಿಮಸರ್ಕರ್ಮಭಿರ್ಭವೇತ್ ಪಂಚವಿಂಶತಿ ತತ್ವಾಷೋದ್ಭುತರ್ಪಣ ಅಧ್ಯಾತ್ಮ ಅಭುಧಸ್ಯೇಹ ಕಿಮಸತ್ಕರ್ಮಭಿರ್ಭವೇತ್ ಪಂಚವಿಂಶತಿ ತತ್ವಾಷೋದ್ಭುತರ್ಪಣ ಅಧ್ಯಾತ್ಮ ಅಬುಧಸ್ಯೇಹ ಕಿಮಸರ್ಕರ್ಮಭಿರ್ಭವೇತ್ ಪಂಚವಿಂಶತಿ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಫೈವ್ ತತ್ವಾ ಎಲಮೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಪುರುಷ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಪರ್ಸನಾಲಿಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಹೆಡ್ ಅದ್ಭುತರ್ಪಣ ದ ವಾಂಡರ್ಫುಲ್ ಮ್ಯಾನಿಫೆಸ್ಟರ್ ಅಧ್ಯಾತ್ಮ ದ ಓವರ್ಸಿಯರ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ಕೋಸಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇಫೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಅಬುಧಸ್ಯ ಓಫ್ ಒನ್ ಹೂ ಡಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ನೋ ಇಹ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಕಿಮ್ ಅಸತ್ ಕರ್ಮಭಿರ್ಭವೇತ್ ವಾಟ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಬಿ ದ ಬೆನಿಫಿಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಎಂಗೇಜಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ಟೆಂಪರರಿ ಫ್ರೂಟಿವ್ ಆಕ್ಟಿವಿಟೀಸ್ translation narad muni had said that there is a house made of 25 elements the hariyashwas understood this analogy the supreme lord is the reservoir of the 25 elements and as the supreme being the conductor of cause and effect he causes their manifestation if one engages in temporary fruitive activities not knowing the not knowing that supreme person what benefit will he derive purport by his divine grace sri bhaktivedanta swami shila prabhupa shila prabhupa ki jai philosophers and scientists conduct scholarly research to find the original cause but they should do so scientifically not whimsically or through fantastic theories the science 
of the original cause is explained in various Vedic literatures. Adhato Brahma Jitnyasa Janmadhyasyetaha The Vedanta Sutra explains that one should inquire about the Supreme Soul. Such inquiry about the Supreme is called Brahma Jitnyasa. The Absolute Truth, Tattva, is explained in Srimad Bhagavatam 1-11. Vadanti Tattva Vidas Tattvam Yajnana Maddhoyam Brahmedi Paramatmedi Bhagavaniti Shabdhyate. Learned transcendentalists who know the Absolute Truth call this known to our substance Brahman, Paramatma or Bhagavan. The Absolute Truth appears to neophytes as impersonal Brahman and to advanced mystic yogis as Paramatma, the super soul. But devotees who are further advanced understand the absolute truth as the Supreme Lord Vishnu. This material cosmic manifestation is an expansion of the energy of Lord Krishna or Lord Vishnu. Ekas desha siddhasyagner jyotsna vistarani yatha parasya Brahmana Shaktis Tathetam Akhilam Jagat. Whatever we see in this world is but an expansion of various energies of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is like a fire that spreads illumination for a long distance along it is situated in one although it is situated in one place, Vishnu Purana. The entire cosmic manifestation is an expansion of the Supreme Lord. Therefore, if one does not conduct research to find the supreme cause but instead falsely engages in frivolous temporary activities, what is the use of demanding recognition as an important scientist or philosopher? If one does not know the ultimate cause, what is the use of his scientific and philosophical research? The Purusha, the original person, Bhagavan, Vishnu, can be understood only by devotional service. Bhaktiyamam abhijanati yavan yaschami Only by devotional service can one understand the Supreme Person who is behind everything. One must try to understand that the material elements are the separated inferior energy of the Lord and the living entity is the Lord's spiritual energy. Whatever we experience, including matter and the spirit soul, the living force, is but a combination of two energies of Lord Vishnu, the inferior energy and the superior energy. One should seriously study the facts concerning creation, maintenance and devastation, as well as the permanent place from which one never need return. Human society should study this, but instead of <clears throat> culturing such knowledge, people are attracted to temporary happiness and sense gratification, culminating in bottomless and bottomless, topless passion. There is no profit in such activities. One must engage himself in the Krishna consciousness movement. Om Nanajanashalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Soyam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru 
ಶ್ರೀಯುತಾಪದಗಮಲಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರೂನ್ ವೈಷ್ಣವಾಂಶ ಶ್ರೀರೂಪಂ ಸಾಗ್ರಜಾತ ಸಹಗಣರಘುನಾಧಾನ್ಯುತ ಸಜೀವಂ ಸಾಧ್ವೈತ ಸಾವಧೂತ ಪರಿಜನ ಸಹಿತ ಕೃಷ್ಣಚೈತನ್ಯದೇವ ಶ್ರೀರಾಧಾಕೃಷ್ಣಪಾದ ಸಹಗಣಲಿತಾಖಾನ್ಯುತೃಷ್ಣಕರುಣಾಸಿಂಧೋ ದೀನಬಂಧೋ ಜಗತ್ಪತೆ ಗೋಪೇಶ ಗೋಪಿಕಾಕಾಂತ ರಾಧಾಕಾಂತ ನಮೋಸ್ತುತೆ ತಪ್ತ ಕಾಂಚನ ಗೌರಾಂಗೀ ರಾಧೇ ವೃಂದಾವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ವೃಷಭಾನುಸುತೆ ದೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರಿಪ್ರಿಯೇ ವಾಂಚಗಲ್ಪದರುಭ್ಯಶ್ಚ ಕೃಪಾ ಸಿಂಧುಭ್ಯೇವಚಿತಾವನೆಭ್ಯೋ ವೈಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ನಮೋ ವಿಷ್ಣುಪದಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣಪ್ರೇಷ್ಠಾಯ ಭೂತಲೆ ಶ್ರೀಮತೆ ಭಕ್ತಿವೇದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿನಿತಿ ನಾಮಿನೆ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಸಾರಸ್ವತಿ ದೇವೇ ಗೌರವಾಣಿ ಪ್ರಚಾರಿಣೆ ನಿರ್ವಿಶೇಷ ಶೂನ್ಯವಾದಿ ಪಾಶ್ಚಾತ್ಯ ದೇಶತಾರಿಣೆ ಜೈ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಾಧ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸಾದಿ ಗೌರ ಭಕ್ತ ವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಭೂತೈರ್ಮಹಾಭಿರ್ಯಮಾಪುರೋ ವಿಭೂ ನಿರ್ಮಾಶೇತೆಯದೂಷಪುರುಷ ಭುಂಕ್ತೆ ಗುಣಾನ್ ಷೋಡಶೋಡಶಾತ್ಮಕ ಸೋಲಂಕೃಷೀಷ್ಟ ಭಗವಾನ್ ವಚಾಂಸಿ ಮೇ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹಿಯ the conclusion is presented in one sense that who is the lord of all material elements so here it's mentioned panja vimshadi tattvanam purushah one who is the purusha or one who is the lord of panja vimshadi tattvanam tattvanam tattva is referred to here as the elements material elements and there are 25 material elements and the lord is the supreme lord the lord of them is the supreme lord he is the creator he is the source of them so here the conclusion is presented that ultimately the material energy is emanating from the supreme lord here we can see that the haryashwas are very intelligent because even though such a cryptic analogy is presented by narada muni they were able to understand everything they didn't need much explanation to it without that they were able to fathom and they were ready to go and perform bhakti and in that way all of them went back home back to godhead so this is first class intelligence isn't it just by hearing this is called first class intelligence just by hearing they are able to understand hmm? and second class intelligence is seeing hmm? seeing learning but they didn't have to see just by hearing because they didn't have any experience of whatever is mentioned they didn't have any experience of family life at all without that they were so pure in intelligence that when this analogy was presented 
they understood and they went to meditation unto the supreme this is amazing if you think about it because many times even if direct instructions are given still it is difficult to follow but here just by giving a cryptic analogy hariyashwas were able to understand and they took the path of brahmacharya and they started the spiritual journey and all of them perfected and went back home back to godhead this is very good <laughs> and this is in fact the preaching strategy of naradamani because if you are in your own comfort zone it is very difficult to preach i think that's why we all became devotees in melbourne or outside of our comfort zone isn't it because if you have the family there are so many other influence and it can be difficult for us to accept krishna consciousness and to lead such a lifestyle however when you are away from the comfort zone it's much easier less influences from others and so when we hear about it okay we understand okay there are problems in this world and one can take up to the path of bhakti more effectively and in a speedy fashion so that's what happened to hariyashwas so narada muni caught them at the right point they had already performed so much of austerities to be the progenitors because they are the sons of daksha prajapati and so they were ready for it they were ready to enter into grihastashram and narada muni changed the course of their life so this is really interesting and shila prabhupad opens the purport saying the philosophers and scientists conduct scholarly research to find the original cause hmm? but prabhupad is making the point that they don't do it properly hmm? which is true that ultimately there is no conclusive understanding of the origin of the universe or the origin of matter or where is it coming from there is no conclusive understanding of course as prabhupad states here there are many fantastic theories and prabhupad says it shouldn't be the whimsical path or just by fantastic theories so the, there is no real scientific research into the absolute truth in the material realm all the scientific theories are proven wrong <laughs> it's just a matter of time so that is called the the theory of pessimistic meta induction hmm? pessimistic induction there is a theory in itself it says that all the theories will be proven wrong so that is that in itself is a theory probably that is a right theory <laughs> theory of pessimistic meta induction it says that it's a pessimistic view and it's a pessimistic induction the reason is so far all theories have been proven wrong right or at least have been modified so given that how can we say that the current theory is the right theory how can we say that the current theory is the conclusive theory it may not be and it will not be as well of course there are arguments against that however generally scientists also agree that when new theories come it is a totally different paradigm a totally different concepts that they bring in they don't use the original concepts generally it is not uh, uh, an evolution of a given theory rather it is the presentation of 
new concepts. And that's how the new theories come. The reason is, those who have done some research and those who have come up with some theories, they are so much caught up in those theories that they cannot really think out of the box. Generally, they die and they go, and someone else will come and they start new concepts and they'll give new theories which can explain better. Still, no theory is conclusive in explaining any aspects of matter. So understanding matter is very complicated. That's why there is, this research is going on forever. Yes, that's what Prabhupada is telling, <laughs> of course. So no scientific theory can come to any conclusion about matter. There is no conclusion about matter. Nothing can be explained completely. They are all attempts to explain to some degree, but there is no conclusion as such. So that is the, the situation in this material world. So even Prahlad Maharaj asks this question, <coughs> interesting verse uh, from the ninth chapter of the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, where uh, he asks, Kutrashi Shashruti Sukha Mrigadrishni Rupaha. He compares the happiness, happiness of this material world to Mrigadrishni Rupaha. Mrigadrishni Rupa means exact, exact, exactly like the mirat in the desert. In the desert, we can see mirage, and it is Mrigatrishni Rupa. It's telling that a deer is thirsty and wants to drink water and sees the water-like reflection in the desert. So that is Mrigatrishni Rupa. So where is the real happiness? And he further makes a very interesting point that Nirvadhyate Natujano Apiti Vidwan Kamanalam madhulavaihi shamayan durapaihi. So he uses the word kamanalam. Kamanalam means, anala means fire. Kamanalam means the fire of lust. The fire of material sense gratification. And they are desiring for madhulavaihi. Madhulavaihi means just like a drop of honey. So the entire sense gratification it is, you know, it, is, it is just like a drop of honey. They are desiring that, the fire, and they want to be burnt in the fire of sense gratification. And they say that, what is the use of it? Hmm? So they say, the so-called philosophers, scientists, and politi polit politicians know this very well. What do they know? <clears throat> they know that in this material world, every living entity desires some future happiness, which is exactly like a mirage in the desert. Where is water in the desert? Or, in other words, where is happiness in this material world? As for this body, what is this value? It is merely a source of various diseases. <coughs> the so-called philosophers, scientists and politicians know this very well. But, nonetheless, they aspire for temporary happiness. So they can come to the conclusion that there is no real happiness, but still there is a catch. What is the catch? Still they pursue material happiness. And when it comes to finding the origin through material means, no one can find the real source, still they pursue. So happiness is very difficult to obtain, but because they are unable to control their senses, they run after the so-called happiness of material world and never come to the right conclusion. In other words, the senses are uncontrolled and so it is impossible to come to the real conclusion. 
So no material research can come to the right conclusion. It can go in the right path, but it can never be conclusive. So this is one point to be taken here. So that's why Shilaprabhu says, the research has to be really scientific. It cannot be whimsical or just, just fantastic theories. The same point is applicable even when it comes to the spiritual circle because there are so many literature even within the Vedic paradigm, isn't it? There are so many Upanishads and the conclusion of everything is given here in Vedanta Sutra. So Vyasadev wrote so many Puranas, he divided the Vedas. The conclusion that they are talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of mantras few hundred thousands of mantras at least and these mantras are not conclusive in one sense these mantras of course present conclusive points but since they are complicated people cannot understand and so Vyasadev wrote the conclusion in Vedanta Sutra first he wrote Vedanta Sutra or Brahma Sutra and that's what is quoted here in the beginning of the purport first <laughs> Sutra is Adhato Brahma Jinyasa. Adha means now. Ata, Ataha. Next Ataha means therefore. Brahma Jinyasa. Now you enquire into the Absolute. So this is the first Sutra. So it, the meaning is that now that you have obtained a human form, therefore you enquire into the Absolute Truth. So this is the meaning of the first Sutra. And after presenting the first sutra, the second sutra in itself gives the conclusion. That is Janmadhyasya etaha. That is the conclusion. What is that? Janmadhyasya etaha. That the Supreme Lord is the, the cause of Janma Adi. Janma means creation. Adi means etc. So it's a sutra form. It's saying Supreme Lord is the origin of creation, sustenance and dissolution. So this is the second sutra, that's all. It doesn't mention uh, the name of the personality or doesn't even tell Purusha. Here it is more descriptive because it is mentioned Pancha Tattvanam Purushaha. One who is the lord of all 25 material elements. However, in the second sutra, it just mentions Janmadhyasyetaha, that's all. And Srimad Bhagavatam is the explanation and expansion of this. And that's why Srimad Bhagavatam starts with the same point. What is that? Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Janmadhyasyetaha Anyayat Itaradas Charthesu Apitnya Sarat. In this way, Srimad Bhagavatam starts. So Srimad Bhagavatam is the explanation of entire Vedanta Sutra. So it is mentioned. Bhashyam Brahma Sutranam. This is the Bhashyam. This is the commentary on the entire Vedanta Sutra by the same author. So that is the authenticity of Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam presents the entire philosophy very descriptively along with so many pastimes as we can read here. This is the greatness of Srimad Bhagavatam. However, Mayavadis and impersonalists used to think that Vaishnavas do not know philosophy. They simply chant and dance. 
this was the criticism of mayavadis Maya including prakashananda saraswati in banaras when they observed the past times of lord chaitanya so they even criticized lord chaitanya because lord chaitanya was chanting and dancing in ecstasy and they thought that these people do not know any philosophy they are simply sentimentalists and lord chaitanya and his followers proved that this is not just sentiments but we have such depths of philosophies presented elaborately so lord chaitanya himself had his philosophical conversations with prakashananda saraswati and even before that with the sarvabhauma bhattacharya right we know this conversation where lord chaitanya explained the truth based on scriptures based on upanishads and based on shrimad bhagavatam when we see further we can see the followers of lord chaitanya they explained this in a very sophisticated fashion and shila propat made this very accessible for everyone so we have such a strong backing of philosophy so it is not just the practice but there is such a strong backing of philosophy and shila propat wanted that and that's why he wrote so many books yes exactly it is accessible to everyone even currently one iskon swami went to one ashram of mayavadis and the leader of those mayavadis they told the swami that iskon swami iskon maharaj that we should never argue on philosophy with iskon devotees <laughs> so even even current mayavadis they accept the fact that iskon has full philosophy in other words shila prabhupada has given full philosophy there is there is no possibility of arguments absolutely there is no possibility of arguments so this is something unique to our parampara in itself our parampara is known for literature starting from lord brahma lord brahma is accompanied by whom do you know what is it narada yes but there are uh, four personalities or four personifications follow brahma no not kumaras yeah they are the answer eh? exactly you know the answer agree one of the answer right what is the answer four vedas the personification of four vedas when brahma comes to this world all the vedas they come in person and even in brahma's hands we can see vedas he is holding vedas and when brahma comes there are personification of vedas when you read brahad uh, bhagavata amrita you can read this if you are read doshila prabhu's books you can read brahad bhagavata amrita of all goswami literatures the first one to read is brahad bhagavata amrita because that presents all the tattvas very clearly rasa tattva very clearly so in brahad uh, brahad bhagavata amrita in the progressive journey of gopakumar he was going through all the material realms progressively hierarchically and then ultimately he is entering the spiritual world and ultimately golok vrindavan so that is his journey in that we see that 
when he reaches the brahmaloka he happens to witness this conversations he happens to hear this conversation of all different vedic literatures they are all coming in personal forms they are coming one after another and they are presenting different conclusions for example some of the upanishads as person they argue upon the impersonal brahman and then some other upanishads like gopala tapani upanishad they come in person and they say no ultimately gopal krishna is the ultimate truth and then the purana starts coming and purana they speaks about the past times of the lord and then the shrimad bhagavatam presents the conclusions like that he was able to witness the presentation of different puranas and upanishads so ultimately as we mentioned earlier brahma is always accompanied by vedas we just read in the previous canto when brahma came to convince priyavrata he didn't come alone what you all said is right he came along with narada muni he had kumaras he had other celestial beings but he had also personified vedas so our parampara is known for literature starting from the sampradaya acharya brahma ji that's why in our parampara all acharyas gave so many literatures all the goswamis all the followers of shri uh, lord chaitanya they gave so much of literature ruba goswami wrote so many books sanatan goswami wrote so many books jiva goswami wrote so many books jiva goswami wrote how many maybe around 200000 verses around 200000 verses at least if i'm right i think about that just try to fathom the scholarship of jiva goswami krishna kaviraj goswami he gave the entire chaitanya charitamrita there are many biographies of lord chaitanya but chaitanya charitamrita is considered the foremost why because it is established based on shrimad bhagavatam so in in other words there the presentation of tattva is very strong in chaitanya charitamrita there are other biographies of course we do read other biographies of lord chaitanya but uh, such a philosophical presentation along with the past times of the lord we can only find in shri chaitanya charitamrita and that's why shrila prabhupad wanted to translate shri chaitanya charitamrita in the beginning itself so after almost finishing fourth canto of shrimad bhagavatam he wrote chaitanya charitamrita because he wanted chaitanya charitamrita to be present in this planet he was very very careful about that we know the statement of bhakti siddhanta maharaj so he he mentioned a very interesting point because bengal there are floods sometimes right and now also we can see floods you know mayapur you know ganges comes you know all the first floor is under water it can come come all the way up to the altar so uh, bhakti siddhanta maharaj mentioned that assume there is a flood in mayapur or if it is a universal devastation <laughs> so everyone is everyone is going to be flooded and then okay now we can see flood up in uh, northern uh, new south wales so there is a flood everywhere hmm? uh, so if there is a flood and 
you cannot carry all the literatures with you we have bhagavatam so we can see all the literature there we have 18 volumes of bhagavatam we have chaitanya charitamrita we have bhagavad gita we have all the small books then what to do what can we carry what can we forgo so he said one set of bhakta bhagavatam one set of chaitanya charitamrita and one bhagavad gita <coughs> so take everything and go but if flood increases then what can we drop first you can drop bhagavad gita but what to do it's a choice we cannot do anything we are in this world <laughs> it's a compromise the world of compromises right it's a conditioned world it's not no perfect situation so you drop bhagavad gita you hold on to bhagavatam and chaitanya charitamrita and then still you cannot carry any any more you had to drop some more then what do you drop no you can drop bhagavatam so bhaktananda mara says you can never drop chaitanya charitamrita the reason is chaitanya charitamrita has the essential verses from shrimad bhagavatam there are 300 verses are there in bhagavatam from bhagavatam in chaitanya charitamrita in other words if we want to know bhagavad gita we had to read bhagavatam if we want to know properly bhagavad gita we had to read bhagavatam and if we want to know bhagavatam we had to read chaitanya charitamrita so it is progressive so in other words everything is connected as one time uh, bhujan bhu was telling me one who is advanced can see the highest philosophy in bhagavad gita so it is progressive it's not that bhagavad gita doesn't have anything bhagavad gita has everything but initially we may not be able to understand but as we progress in bhakti by performing service dedicating our life our time in krishna service and studying books what happens we understand we see the higher principles in bhagavad gita bhagavad gita has everything but the descriptive form we can find in shri chaitanya charitamrita so that is the contribution of krishna das kaviraj goswami as you mentioned similarly jeeva goswami he wrote 200000 verses so much of literature prabhuvat himself bhaktivinoda thakur he wrote so many books 60 or so books bhaktivinoda thakur bhakti siddhanta maharaj he also wrote profusely but what happened do you know the past time uh, there was such a fight among devotees <laughs> for whatever written by bhakti siddhanta sarit thakur and also uh, overall there was the atmosphere wasn't very good there was a lot of fight in the mud as shila prabhupad he as he told to shila prabhupad there will be fight there will be fire in the mud so the same thing happened and they had the original manuscripts of many of his books and they were crossing a river and the boat capsized and they lost many of his writings so we don't have access to many of bhakti siddhanta maharaj's books so this is the reality actually bhakti siddhanta maharaj also wrote many books we don't have access to many of them of course we have some like brahma samhita we have we have vaishnavake you know few books are there but not many and there are few commentaries but not everything and when it came to shila prabhupad shila prabhupad made it accessible to the entire world by writing in english and distributing them profusely so this is a speciality so here we come to the point that this is a speciality of our parampara literature and as followers of shila prabhupad we have literature so our 
duty to literature is one, study, practice, teach, and distribute. <laughs> so we have for services to books of Srila Prabhupada. We had to study, we had to practice, we had to teach, and we had to distribute. Okay, teaching and distributing, similar. But still, these are all our responsibilities in connection to Srila Prabhupada's literature because that's why Srila Prabhupada came here. One of the main reasons is to give this literature. And everything is based on this literature. And that's why it is very clearly mentioned. All the, the conclusions are there. Bhagavatam. Then Srila Prabhupada quotes this verse. Vadandi tattvavidas tattvam yanam adhuyam brahmedi paramatmedi bhagavaniti shabdhyate. The definition of absolute truth in three levels. This is a verse from the second chapter of first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. A verse to be memorized by everyone. Very important verse. The three aspects of the absolute truth. Brahmeti, Paramatmeti, Bhagavanidhi Shabdhade. One is the impersonal Brahman, <coughs> the impersonal effulgence, then Paramatma, the super soul, and ultimately Bhagavan. And Prabhupada men mentions interestingly that look, all in the next verse from the <coughs> Vishnu Purana that everything is energy of Krishna, both matter and spirit. Hmm. Just even though Agni, the fire is Egadeshastita, it is situated in one place, but Jos, Jotsna, Jotsna means the light. Jotsna, even the moonlight is called Jotsna. Jotsna, what happened? Vistarini yatha, Vistarini means spreads. The Jotsna, the light spreads everywhere. Similarly, the Lord's energy is spreading everywhere. And here also there is a conclusive statement. What is the conclusive statement? There are only two kinds of energies when it comes to the material world, both matter and spirit. That's it. Everything is covered. Bhagavad Gita, 7th chapter, Krishna makes the same point. The conclusion is given. And Srila Prabhupada makes such conclusive statements. If you watch this video of Srila Prabhupada speaking to many professors from the universities, you might have watched the very famous video. They are all sitting in a garden and Prabhupada is asking, Whatever, you are, you are all philosophers, you are all theologians, you are this, you are know this, you are doing so much of research. But we are giving you the conclusion of all. You just take it. <laughs> Prabhupada just, you know, just like an innocent child, you know. We have everything, you just take it. <laughs> we are giving you the conclusion, you just take it. So this, this is the point. Actually, Prabhupada is presenting the same thing. We are giving the conclusion. You just accept it, that's all. He spoke the same thing to Vedic scholars in Mayapur. One time, many Vedic scholars approached La Prabhupada and Prabhupada asked them a question. So you are all Vedic scholars, so what is the conclusion of all the Vedic literatures? They said, that we cannot say. <laughs> that, that is the conclusion of the way, we cannot say, we don't know. And then Prabhupada called upon a Gurukul boy, young boy, asked, so what is the absolute truth? So he said, Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So he said, see, even a child in his cone <laughs> knows what is the conclusion. Saraswati. Yes, even Saraswati, he, she used to preach like that. Prabhupada appreciated. She used to ask, do you know who is Krishna? Just a young girl. Do you know who is Krishna? So, you know, to the, uh, you know, a Western person who doesn't know anything, who is Krishna, you know, is bewildered, you know, who is Krishna? Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So this is the conclusion. It's actually giving the conclusion. <laughs> and Prabhupada said, look, even she is preaching. Just a young girl, even she is preaching. 
the same point is mentioned in chaitanya charitamrita speaking about chaitanya charitamrita balopi kurute shastram sri chaitanya prasadatah is mentioned even a balopi even a young child can know the ultimate truth by the mercy of lord chaitanya we can see that actually <laughs> even a young child can understand the ultimate truth by the mercy of lord chaitanya so <laughs> we are grateful to prabhupad we are grateful to lord chaitanya and the entire parampara because everything is presented without any <coughs> difficulties to understand hmm? so this this verse quoted in this purport is the definition of the absolute truth vadanti tattvavidastattvam you know that verse right you can memorize huh? very easy verse it's not very difficult to memorize this is the conclusion of the everything it is the absolute truth the definition of the absolute truth and we can know that bhagavan as it is mentioned bhagavan by bhakti bhakti amam abhijanati by bhakti one can understand krishna hmm? bhagavan that is the absolute truth jiva goswami explains what is the meaning of bhagavan what is the meaning of bhagavan okay that is one definition but what is jiva goswami's definition of bhagavan anyone knows i am sure it is mentioned in ishopanishad as well right bha referring to bharta bharta the lord is the bharta bharta means the maintainer he is the nourisher so krishna is the bharta so he is called the bharta so that is the meaning of in bhagavan that is the meaning of bha he maintains the devotees he has his personal hand in the lives of devotees isn't it we can all experience that if we practice krishna consciousness we can experience the lord is actually guiding us through krishna is helping us krishna's personal hand is there it is not just for the advanced devotees we can be neophytes but krishna's personal hand is there if we are using the simple things if we are chanting sixteen rounds following four regulatory principles if we are dedicated to this mission krishna is personally protecting individual devotees each and every devotee so he is acting as bharta he is the maintainer and he is the nourisher he is nourishing the devotees that's why he is bharta is he nourishing he helps us to grow in krishna consciousness he gives us taste in krishna consciousness this chapter this not this chapter this canto is dealing with which which subject poshanam that is the quality of the lord so actually bharta means one who is giving portionam one who is protecting and one who is maintaining and nourishing the devotees so this is actually about protection and maintenance of the devotees so the lord does that in chaitanya charitamrita again it is mentioned that we hear the name of lord chaitanya what is the name of lord chaitanya when he was born what is the name given by nilambar chakravarti nimai that is one name but that's not the astrological name that was given to lord vishambhara right vishambhara 
you know the meaning of vishampara exactly one who maintains the universe so we think we just maintain the universe means giving the material facilities yes that is an aspect of it but how he maintains that is the topic of discussion in chaitanya charitamrita he ultimately he maintains by giving prema bhakti that's how he maintains so he wants to give bhakti ultimately prema bhakti of course we are getting it in the seed form so he is giving that to everyone that's how he maintains the universe so can you see when you say bharta it has a very deep meaning and that is the uh, function of hladini shakti as well you know hladini shakti right hladini shakti who is the personification of hladini shakti yeah. shrimati radharani so radharani has two functions <laughs> there are many functions but two functions mainly one is allows krishna krishna to taste the sweet pastimes hmm? so that is one function and the second one is maintaining the devotees protection of the devotees and nourishing the devotees so the lord does that through hladini shakti through shrimati radharani and of course lord chaitanya is <coughs> both radha and krishna can you see the connection so is a <coughs> so is a very <coughs> important point to understand ba yeah that's true <coughs> ba is referring to bharta how about va <laughs> va <coughs> va is bhaga no next is ga right yeah bhaga ga is refer- referring to another quality of the lord as the leader of the devotees hmm? leader of the devotees so it is not just leader <coughs> gamayita gamayita means the leader it is he is not just the leader okay this acting something else gamayita means he is the leader of the devotees and also he is the creator of good qualities in devotees can you see he is the leader and he is the creator of good qualities in devotees so the lord is known as gunatma he possesses all good qualities he is the reservoir of all good qualities and he comes and he enacts pastimes to show his good qualities in his pastimes simultaneously simultaneously he does inspire devotees to develop good qualities so this is ga amazing if you think about he maintains and he nourishes devotees all his pastimes are actually explanation of this term bha because he uh, nourish he nourishes the devotees through his sweet pastimes if you see all pastime what is the purpose of pastime in pastime krishna is enjoying and he is giving enjoyment to all the devotees if you pick any pastime any action of krishna when krishna was born vasudev was carrying krishna from mathura to vrindavan on the way he had to cross river yamuna and suddenly krishna was dropped from his hands and fell into the waves of river yamuna immediately vasudev was in great anxiety why krishna did that 
he achieved two things by this. One, he gave mercy to Yamuna because Yamuna wanted to touch the Supreme Lord. She's waiting for a long time to get that touch of Krishna. And of course, Krishna has his water pastimes later. And on the other side, Krishna wanted to increase the rasa of Vasudev. So any action, even any action, if you see in Krishna's pastimes, everything is to increase the rasa of his devotees. As the cowherd boys were walking into the mouth of Aghasur, Krishna was thinking, what is, what is this Gopas are doing? What these guys are doing? He was surprised, it is mentioned, he was surprised to see how his own Yogamaya works. He was surprised. And what the Gopas were thinking, it's okay, they could smell the meat, they could feel the heat in the mouth of Akhasur. Still they clapped hands, they started dancing, they started chanting, they went into the mouth of Akhasur. What they thought, even if there is danger, Krishna is going to protect us. So he is Bharta. So this is cowherd boys. They have full faith in Krishna. When there was forest fire in Vrindavan, they were encircled by forest fire. What did Krishna ask them to do? Close their eyes. Are we ready to close our eyes? <laughs> no, but Krishna, Krishna asked them, close your eyes. And <coughs> indeed, they closed their eyes and when they opened their eyes, they were in, probably in Bhandiravan. So they were taken from one forest to the other forest. And there was no more forest fire. So this is Krishna's pastimes. So Krishna maintains, so he's Bha in Bhagavan. is Ga. He is the <coughs> leader of the devotees. And also he inspires to develop good qualities in devotees. So Srila Sanatan Goswami explains about the qualities of the Lord. It is very interesting. Srila Sanatan Goswami further explains that the Lord manifests a specific spiritual quality for the benefit of each living entity. So Krishna wants to attract these unlimited living entities and the Lord has unlimited qualities. So we get attracted specifically to one quality of the Lord. This is mentioned in one of the purports in Ishobinus as well, our specific service to the Supreme Lord. So the Lord has unlimited qualities and each quality is directed to an individual soul. And so the Lord has infinite qualities and so he is known as Gunatma. And all the pastimes are to demonstrate his wonderful qualities and, in, and to inspire us to develop such qualities. So bhaga, one, va, va referring to vasa. Vasa means one who resides everywhere. Like Vasudeva. Vasudeva means one who resides everywhere, in everyone's heart, in the atom, in between the atoms. So that is Bhagavan. And An, Van, Van is referring to Vat. Vat means one who possesses. And that, there the word come Van. So that's how Bhagavan means one who possesses these three qualities. Bha, Ga, and Va. One who is the Lord maintainer of the devotees one who is <coughs> the leader and inspirer of good qualities in devotees and he is present everywhere as a super soul. So this is the quality of Krishna and the Lord is helping us to remember him. He is helping us to do service for him and ultimately go back home 
back to Godhead's approval mentions in this purport. See this. Whatever we experience, including matter and spirit soul, <coughs> the, li the living force is but a combination of two energies of the Lord, Vishnu. So that is his existence everywhere. Then the inferior energy and the superior energy. One should seriously study the facts concerning creation, maintenance, and devastation. They are presented in Bhagavatam. We had to carefully study all this. That's why we are having Bhagavatam class. As well as the permanent place from which one never need to return. So we need to know about the spiritual world. And that's why we had to read Krishna book. We had to study ten canto. Because that is the place from where we never return. <coughs> Human society should study this. But instead of culturing such knowledge, people are attracted to temporary happiness and sense gratification, culminating in bottomless, topless, topless passion. So we can see this. When we don't have Krishna consciousness, we are left with passion. And then Prabhupada concludes saying, there is no profit in such activities. One must engage himself in the Krishna consciousness movement. So this is the conclusion. So from here we can see the Lord as Bhagavan is inspiring us to perform devotion service. And that is the instruction given here by Prabhupada. Bhakti Amam Abhijanati. We can know Krishna only through devotional service. So here, Naradamani <coughs> speaks to Hariyashwas that the Supreme Lord is the reservoir of 25 elements. So he is the reservoir of everything, including 25 elements, because the previous analogy is about the house of 25 elements. And as the Supreme Being and conductor of all cause and effect. All the action, reaction, everything is under the direction of the Supreme Lord. And he causes their manifestation. He's the source. If one engages in temporary fruitive activities, not knowing the Supreme Person, what benefit will he derive? So we can very clearly see that. One can never be happy by such material activities. So I conclude here and see if there are any questions or comments. <coughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which book? that uh, there are th the commentaries are already there of different acharyas i don't know about that because all all the commentaries are has already been there you know i don't know they put it together generally it, it's all there as uh, separate books say for example saratha darshini vishnajakatakur commentary on bhagavatam is there as a separate book and Jiva Goswami's Krama Sandarbha, it's as a separate book. Similarly, <coughs> Sandarbhas, <coughs> they are as separate books. And uh, Sridhar Swami's commentary, Bhavartha Deepika, that's a separate book. So these books are certainly available. I don't know whether he put it together or not. <coughs> then, starting with which are they? Five 
mind body intel sorry <coughs> mano buddhi rahankara three right then uh, prathan mahatatva <coughs> isn't it mahatatva mahatatva and prathan so it depends on how we count one, one can count in different ways so sometimes it's 24 right you might have heard of 24 elements sometimes it is mentioned 25 so it depends on how we count and sometimes it's mentioned 16 <coughs> so for example <coughs> the shloka that i sang in the beginning in the invocation shodashatmakam so there's only 16 elements are mentioned bhudair mahadhirya ima puro vibhu nirmaya etesha ya purusha bhungte gunan shodash shoda kaatmakam so shodasha 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 gunas are mentioned shodasha means 16 so <coughs> it depends on how we count so krishna in the 11th canto of bhagavatam clarifies this point he mentions to uddhava that different philosophers count material elements in different ways according to their perspective even though it is counted in different ways they are all talking about the same thing so there is nothing wrong in it he mentions this point in the 11th canto yeah okay any other final question yes bro uh <coughs> what is that uh uh <coughs> and i don't think i can now i, I don't know probably i'll have to take a look here yeah. maybe later i will okay hari krishna okay thank you grandrashimad bhagavatam ki jai shri la prabhupad ki jai